Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to have you with us here tonight at First Christian Church. I count it a privilege, along with the rest of the staff and the leadership group of our congregation, that you're with us. So we appreciate it. It's late at night. I trust everything is all set and ready for tomorrow at this point, right? If not, it's going to be, ooh, I don't know how that's going to go. But if you're a guest with us, let me introduce myself. My name is Wayne. I'm part of the pastoral team, and uh, I'm looking forward to spending just a few minutes with you tonight. Are there any kids in the house, like kids under like the age of 12? Perfect. Perfect. Did you get one of these as you came in, kids? All right, one of these bags? I did. I got me a bracelet. How's that? Did you ever get a bracelet? This is, this is I can tell this is a quiet crowd tonight. <laughs> After the crowds we've had throughout the day, this has been quite, there was quite a quiet crowd. We also have in here some coloring books, and Brian was taking so long as he was introducing the, the, the um, offering, I've already started coloring. It says Go Cards 2018 here. I don't know what the, who wrote that. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Yeah, 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 all right. Well, anyways, and, and um, there's also something else in here, and I've put it in my pocket. Got a little bell for the kids, all right? Any, any kids that are here, will you, if you've got your bell, would you stand up? Are we all in bed asleep already? Okay, you got a bell with you? All right, so we're gonna get you. You got it? I want you to hold it in your hand. Take a seat for just a minute, okay? Because we're gonna get you to... Um, to ring it in just a minute. We're gonna listen, all right? But before we do that, to kind of get you in the mood of the bells, when I, I've done a little research on the way in which bells are used around the world. Uh, for example, I want you to listen to this audio of some bells and see if you think, where would these bells be playing? Would that be at the end of a wedding, maybe? All right, as the couple's walking out of the building, they'd hear that. Or here's another one that, I don't know if you're gonna catch a hold of where this one's from. A cowbell is not a cowbell. It sounds like the train at the, uh, at the zoo, right? But you know where it's really from? Back in the olden days when Pastor Brian was a little boy, it was on the front of a fire truck. <laughs> Seriously, they didn't have sirens back then. They didn't. And uh, so they used to have, they, have to, they had this long string to the bell, and they'd pull on the string and say, get out of the way, get out of the way, we're going to the fire. And they'd say, go put the fire out in the fire truck. Here's another one that might be a little bit different. Listen to this one. That sounds ominous, sounds almost sad, doesn't it? Well, in some big cities and also in maybe even larger, uh, larger towns where they've got big belfries like that, they'd have this... That's a way to say, hey, there's something that's going on that everybody stops and needs to pay attention to. So with all of that in mind, kids, can you stand one more time and we'll see how well you can, now that you got your bells, all right, you ready? Can you, are you ready to ring? On the count of three, all the adults are gonna be really quiet so we can hear. Come on, stand up, guys, you got your bells, all right? Here we go. On the count of three, I'm, I'm gonna ring this bell too, all right? On the count of three, one, two, three, go. Perfect, perfect. Now. Here's what I want you to do with those bells. I want you to go like this. You got it? And give it to mom or dad. Because <laughs> mom and dad's going to be the bell, keeper of the belfry for just a few minutes, okay? All right? So while, while that's going on, I, there are all kinds of ways in which the carols of our present season certainly talk about the, the bells of Christendom and the way in which bells are rung at the coming of Jesus Christ. And Les is gonna help us understand just a little bit of one of them tonight. I heard the bells on Christmas day They rode familiar 
heard that song before it's not very new actually it was written the text from for it was written a lot of years ago back in 1863 Christmas Day of 1863 by a fellow maybe you've heard of Henry Woods Wadsworth Longfellow okay a very famous US poet who uh, was working um, in the middle of the 19th century and in on Christmas Day in 1863 the U.S., we were in the midst of a civil war. One, nation, one portion of the nation was fighting against another portion of the nation, and um, his personal family was in a little bit of strife about all this. Here's why. He and his wife had six children, and the oldest was a boy who turned 18 that year, and upon his 18th birthday, he signed up and he went to fight for Lincoln. And he said, I'm going to fight for equality, I'm going to fight for justice, and off he went to war, but... Longfellow's heart was just, oh, what if something goes wrong? What if it turns out really badly? There had been sort of a history in their family of a little bit of struggles. Matter of fact, just two years prior, his wife, the mother of all of those six kids, had died in a horrific accident at the house, and he was raising the kids by themselves, and here it is, he's got the six kids, and this 18-year-old son goes off to war, and you can imagine the terror that's in that man's heart. Well, it soon became realized. On December 1 of 1863, Longfellow got a telegram that talked about how his son had been wounded. A bullet had gone in through his left shoulder. It had gone across his back, coming very close to his, his uh, spinal cord, and it actually exited right out underneath his uh, right uh, shoulder blade back here. And so with that Longfellow and the next son, uh, they raced to the field hospital. It took a number of days to get there. And there's great fear. Would, would he be alive? Would he be dead? And they get there and he's actually alive, but they don't know if he's going to be paralyzed. They don't know if he's going to live. In the long run, he did. In the long run, he wasn't paralyzed. But as, he, as Longfellow then gets back to the house and it's Christmas Day, he's just like, oh, how was this working out? My life, my family, there's so much struggle right now. And particularly in light of all the things that people say about Christianity and how the bells of Christmas here on Christmas Day would normally ring. Remember, Leslie just sang it. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play. And wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. So in other words, for a long time, there's been this ongoing um, business, how the, how the church, how Christians have, pe have rung the bells, have pealed bells, and then, then he goes on, I thought is how the day had come. Here on Christmas Day, the belfries of all Christendom have rolled along with, an, with they, they've never stopped singing this song of peace on earth, 
goodwill to men. But he was living in the midst of this dissonance, this, uh, what to do with that statement versus the way in which I'm living. As a matter of fact, as the text of the poem goes on, yeah, he gives his concerns in that regard. I thought how else the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace and of goodwill to men, and in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and marks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to Can you imagine the struggle in that man's life right then? All of Christendom for a long time has had this unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men, but it's not how I'm feeling it right now. That's what he's saying. My life has been really torn apart. You know, I, I would suspect that we wouldn't say with any sense that our, our nation is in the middle of a civil war right now. Mm -mm, we're not. But I would say this, as I watch the news or listen to the news or read it, you'd have to say, if there was ever a moment when hate mocks the song of peace on earth, we're living in it right now, aren't we? Then you got, how do you, what word do you use to describe the political mess that we're in? Side fighting side, okay? How, how do, what words could we use to describe the struggle that's taking place, say, in Africa or the Middle East? or the fears that we are projecting toward or have concerns about how the North Koreans are gonna to respond to us. Or what's going on in Venezuela? People are starving because of their government's inability to put food in the sh on, on, the, on the shelves of the stores. Or the, the list goes on and on and on. And then you add, if you will, the social media wars. What's with the way in which we constantly argue with each other on so, in social media and then Besides all that, you got just the crud of our lives sometimes. It does seem like it all mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. That song, peace on earth, goodwill to men, we didn't make it up. Humans didn't make it up, friends. Uh, you heard it from Caitlin just a few minutes ago when she was reciting Luke chapter two. It's found in the Bible. The story goes this way, that Jesus is born in Bethlehem, a little tiny baby, and uh, Joseph and Mary are right there, and uh, there's these guys just a few miles outside of Bethlehem. You, you, when you leave the village of Bethlehem, it goes like this immediately. There are hills, and maybe two or three miles from outside of the village, uh, there's guys out there in the dark taking care of their sheep, and an angel shows up, and they are really afraid. Do you think? If I'm out in the middle of the dark, in the, in the middle of a field in the dark, let me tell you, if an angel shows up, I want to be laying on the ground right then. I mean, because if, if not, I'm going to fall on the ground. I mean, it would terrify me. I don't know about you. Maybe you're braver than I am, but it would be sort of a little bit out of the norm for me. All right? 
And the, and the angel has to say, now listen, listen, fellas, don't be so afraid. Everything's cool. As a matter of fact, everything is so cool that a baby has been born back in the village in Bethlehem. And this, this is going to be really cool. He, he's going to be the savior of the world. He's going to save people from their sins. And it's really cool news. And then as, he's, as the angel is saying this, you know what happens? The scripture says, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts. It's like the whole sky lit up with all the angels of heaven. They're all up there and they're praising God and they're saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. You know, peace is supposed to be the result of Jesus coming. Peace for you, peace for me is supposed to be, that's what's supposed to happen as a result of this arrival of a little baby. Yet if that's the case, what do you do with the hate that's presently pervading our world? What do you do with the way in which people are messing with you? And so you're going, well, not only that way, but I came to church tonight, it's 10 o'clock, I'm already tired. It's already late, I was coming for a little bit of lightness, you started off really well with the kids in the video, but you get up there and you just sucked all the air out of the room, weighing with all of your heaviness. Well, I'd invite you to go back and listen to the words that Les is going to sing. As Longfellow has said, the Christians proclaim peace on earth, goodwill toward men, but where I'm living it right now, um, it's tough for me to feel it. But on the other side of where I'm living, this is what I believe. I believe that right will win, justice will win, and peace will be the impact and the experience of my life. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The rock shall fail, the right prevail. did he do? He proclaimed what Christians believe. This is what Christians believe and this is what Christians experience. We believe that this business of the baby coming to earth, this business of Jesus being born in Bethlehem is about God coming to earth. It's about God saying, I want to invade the course of human history. I want to invade the actual course of human individual lives. And I want to bring peace and justice and righteousness into the lives of individuals. You know, Christmas is in fact God stepping into action. 
I know we do a lot of other things that are related to Christmas. I know we have gift giving and you have wonderful family moments like 10 o'clock at church you know, on Christmas Eve, perfect stuff. I know we, there's probably for some of you, there's been merriment in the office this past week or at the factory floor, wherever, you, wherever you've worked or at school, whatever the case may be. But do you know what, friends? Christmas is more than that. Christmas is God on mission bringing peace to a divided world that mocks peace, that derides justice, that says, mm-mm. And yet, ironically, while looking for all of that, and yet not even recognizing it. So why was the baby born in Bethlehem? Why are you here tonight? Well, it's more than just to say, let's go to church and have a nice family experience. His arrival, Jesus' arrival here on earth was so that you would experience peace. His arrival was here, was here in this place so that your life would be changed, so that my life would be changed, so we wouldn't be confined to the ways of the past. In other words, the stuff that's come your way, sometimes we feel like Longfellow. We feel like, man, God might be, a, he might be dead, or he might, at, at best he's asleep at the wheel. But what Christians say is, For 2,000 years, we have peeled the bells, joining with the multitude of hosts of heaven, saying, peace on earth. And while we might live in some dissonance with that right now, this is what we believe. That the wrong will lose. Right will prevail. And peace will invade this world. Fair enough. But more importantly, peace will will invade me. And what do you do with that? Scripture says it quite simply. Choose to believe. Choose to believe that Jesus actually was the Son of God, is the Son of God, came as a baby, and then accept it. And so, to that end, straight up. You've got lots of questions in that. I've got lots of questions in that. But I'd like to do this. In the midst of the questions, in the midst of the dissonance and some of the tension, I'd like to pray for each of us together. Let's do this. Let's pray. Our God in heaven, thank you that we get to experience the joy of the good news of the coming of Jesus Christ. We, we have to acknowledge God, even yet here tonight. <laughs> we look around, you've got this, these wonderful pastoral scenes, Lord, of fields that are covered in snow, and it's, it's crisp outside. Well, it's downright cold, God. And uh, it kind of just says, okay, this is the Christmas season. But we want to get past all that. We want to get to the point where we acknowledge there's some dissonance with peace on earth and the way in which we have to live it out. In fact, some of us don't get to live it out at all. But we would say, oh God in heaven, May the coming of Jesus Christ forgive us of our sins, our foibles, the ugliness that's come our way. The stuff, Lord, where we just mess up all together. Bring us into um, a peaceful relationship with you and with each other. Lord, I pray that for each person in this room, I pray that the coming year is a year in which they experience all of your best blessings in ways that go beyond their best imaginations. I pray this because you're a God in heaven and you listen. You're not asleep at the wheel. 
but you are a God on mission in our lives. And we thank you. Amen.